Midterm Mayhem. Midterm Mayhem. Every day at 4.05, we bring you Midterm Mayhem. Midterm Mayhem. It is the madness, the mayhem that is the 2022 midterm election. So every day at 4.05, you're going to hear something about uh, the madness, the mayhem. All right. Why don't we start uh, with uh, Carrie Lake? Uh, we'd start with Katie Hobbs, but I don't know what she's doing. She's I don't getting know, ready. I don't know, really? I don't know what she's running on. Like, uh, I'm going to get back to you guys uh, on that. I, I don't have any stories about Katie Hobbs or I don't I don't have anything. Anyway. It's going to be. I mean, look. Uh, even some bad press is at least something. She is, she's MIA. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, um, one thing we talked about with Carrie Lake last week, where's the sense of humor? Because it really is important. Yeah. Um, so, all right, listen, she's got the MAGA crowd. Great. But, you know, you got to be able to relate a little bit to everybody else. Yeah. Can she do that? She's not going to come towards the middle. You got to give that up. She's going to go with what she knows. She's going to be uh, uh, the MAGA candidate. But you're going to dance with who you brung. Right, right. Okay, so where's the sense of humor? We haven't seen it. Oh, she yells at reporters. She doesn't like the media. We got it. When she goes up on stage and, you know, all that kind of it's, it's It's harsh. Yeah. Okay. Did she finally show some um a sense of humor or is it vulgar is it is it well remember she's coming from trump land and trump tends to uh not be afraid in this day and age to drop uh, a few f-bombs and things of that nature a very vulgar (laughs) all right so ron desantis the governor of florida was hanging out with carrie lake and you know he was on stage and then lake comes on stage and she says this so let's figure out sense of humor should we laugh or is like this is humiliating look at what she's doing for arizona this is vulgar let's take a listen the guy has bigger by the way i forgot she's talking about desantis and we'll get to the bigger stuff the guy has bigger okay (laughs) all right so we'll play the whole thing but obviously we know kind of what she's talking about right the guy has bigger okay (laughs) wait let me think about how i want to word this my staff always says whatever you do do not say balls (laughs) (laughs) all right so there's a lot of people out there okay that look at this and hear this and they say that could be our next governor. That's embarrassing. I mean, what is she talking about with Ron DeSantis? Whatever you do, do not say balls. Okay, so she didn't. Well, so she did. Well, she did right, but she right. didn't say it in the context of which they told her not to say it. Yeah. He is gutsy. The guy has bigger. Okay. <laughs> I heard cojones. I'm just that. Oh, did you hear that? Yeah. Were we allowed to say cojones on the air? Yeah. Wise man says yes. Okay. Wait, let me think about how I want to word this. My staff always says, whatever you do, do not say balls. So I'm not going to say it. That guy has a backbone made of steel. Oh, there you go. There you go. I'll tell you what he's got. I don't, oh, geez. I don't know if you heard of this, but he's got BDE. And he- All right, we're not going to say what that is. You can go look it up on Google if you want. We're not- Let's just say, <laughs> oh, no, for the sake of argument, be careful, Pete Davidson gets accused of this all oh, the time, hence careful. the reason the ladies okay. all right, all right, enjoy got it. Pete. I got, it. got it, got it, got it. All right. I think that's funny. 
I think that's a sense of humor. I'm not insulted by that. No. I, I'm it, a grown-up, so I'm fine with it. Yeah. We're not prude. No. God, no. I, I God, don't, no. She really is getting ripped pretty good for this. I, I, I thought it was... Uh, I thought it was funny. I thought it was funny. I thought it was that's relatable. I know that's kind of it's it's kind of potty mouth, but but it's outside of what we have seen from the minute she threw her hat into the ring. We have not seen anything that resembles any kind of human. No functioning like emotions outside of anger. And she laughed and she she caught herself, you know, because. Well, you heard the clip. I can play the clip a million times, but you know what the clip said. And that's being human. And, okay, so this BDE thing, that's kind of gross, okay? You can look it up later. That's kind of gross. Essentially, it's just confidence, right? You got some You got some confidence for whatever reason. It's like Trump always talking about his hands. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I mean. It's just it's the biggest hands ever. My heads are absolutely huge. <laughs> So, so, uh, but you know what? It's not that I find this refreshing. I don't think that's like what I'm trying to get at here. But it's like, you know, so many people will want to go after her for every single thing. Listen, I'll say it again until the election. I don't like what she stands for. I'm not a Carrie Lake supporter. Uh, I'm not going to vote for Carrie Lake. Um, But in saying that, I'm also an independent who who looks at Katie Hobbs and Katie Hobbs hasn't shown me anything for me to vote for her either so i'll sit i'll sit this one out if i have to uh but just because i don't love carrie lake it doesn't mean i automatically am going to vote for katie hobbs it's not the way that i work i don't know what any of them really stand for when you get out into the world where you've got to try to expand the tent and you actually have to talk to people Mm. i didn't find this offensive she's trying to I think they're telling her, look, you need to soften yourself up. You need the, the resting face needs to go away. And it's time that you maybe turn the frown upside down, smile a little bit, and take some of the edge off. If I, you're going to try to grab some of those disgruntled Republicans right. and maybe some right-leaning you know, independents and libertarians to try to pull them over into this tent. Remind, I think she needs to pull a little bit out of her TV career where she was a very likable person on screen. And I think that she needs a little bit more of yeah. that. She's already, just to soften yeah, it a little bit. Just just like a little bit. So so that was one of one of the big stories uh, of the weekend. I don't have a problem with that, what she said. That was the whole thing with Trump. For all the stuff about Trump, he would make you laugh. He would say stuff that was crazy. He would come out and he could, it was almost like he was holding court, a session. It would be funny and it would be serious and that it would be funny. Mm. And that gave him the edge in so many ways because it was, it was like an event when you watched him. Yeah. All right. So that is midterm mayhem. The madness, the mayhem that is the 2022 midterm election every day at 4.05. We're going to give you something that pertains to the craziness that is the 2020 midterm election. Okay. Um, Over the weekend, did you see what happened to J.J. Watt, one of the famous, uh, most uh, 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 likable Cardinal players? J.J. Watt. He uh, had a rattlesnake in his house. Had no idea what to do. Because remember, he's only been here a year or two. So... Right now, it is time for Five Spot. We need five of you to call and tell us about the time you found a desert creature in your house. What did you do? Because J.J. Watt said 
He he wussed out totally. He didn't know what to do. He ran from the thing. He started making phone calls. Tell us about the time you found a desert creature in your house. Did you pull a J.J. Watt, right, and just you know, shut the door, call a pro, or did you go in there and deal with it yourself? 602-277-5827. Five Spot is coming up next. All right, Five Spot, where we put you on the spot about a news story everybody's talking about. A lot of people talking about J.J. Watt, the Arizona Cardinals. He found a rattlesnake in his, I think, his bathroom, and he freaked. He went on Twitter and asked people, what what should I do? And he ended up calling somebody. The guy walks in and looks at the snake, picks it up with his bare hand, and goes, that's not a rattlesnake. (laughs) And J.J. Watt said he felt about this small. Yeah. So we're asking you, uh, tell us about the time you found a desert creature in your house. And did you pull a J.J. Watt? Did you call somebody or did you do it yourself? You know me. I'd pick up the snake myself. Sure you would. you call Chad. Anyway. Hey, Chad, I, uh, I sent you a picture. Uh, what is this thing? Is this some sort of animal? Run! Run for your lives! I'd move. I would move. I'd get up and move. Uh, Janet in uh, Tucson, what critter lived in your house that you didn't know about? A Gila monster. Oh, stay away from that. All right, so what did you do? Well, we had had a party the night before, a very large party, had it catered. And the next morning, I was wiping off all the beverages to put them in my garage refrigerator, sitting on the floor, and just about done. And I hear this hissing noise, and my first thought, and we live up on the mountain in Tucson. Right. So my first thought was, oh, my God, I bet there's a rattlesnake in here. So I kind of scooted back, and I looked, and it must have been about 24 inches from me, and it was thrashing its head, mm. and I knew nothing about Gila monsters. I'd never seen one except at the Desert Museum. What did you do and to get it so out of your house? I, what did you do? Well, I, I screamed, and I <laughs> did that ran work? into the house close to no, I called my husband at his office, and he was with a client. And I said, no, no, I need him home. I need him home. So anyway, he said, Janet, it's probably just a big lizard. And I said, no, this is the Gila monster, and I won't go in the garage. So he came home with another worker, one of his advisors, and I've got it on video. I would love to to show it to you right, guys. Yeah, we'll, we'll send it to us, and we'd love to see that. We're going to jump here. We're going to get it on, on our social media. I will say this. I had a buddy who was bit by a uh, cobra mm-hmm. and almost died, and he got bit by a Gila monster, and he said the Gila monster was the worst thing that's ever happened. Imagine having the worst flu and hangover in the history of the world. Just look this up. There have been no results in of, a reported human death yeah, from a Gila monster. Yeah, yeah, you're not going to die from it. It'll You will vomit oh. and want to die, though. Oh. That's the truth. Right. Uh, Jay in Santan Valley, what uh, lived in your house that you didn't want there? Well, I was watching TV one day, and my TV is right next to the doggy door, which uh, my dog is no longer here, but he taught the cat to uh, use the doggy door. The cat comes running in like something's chasing the heck out of him, and here comes a coyote that gets stuck about halfway in the doggy door. <laughs> Wiley Coyote. <laughs> I kicked the thing a little bit, and it just takes off in the other direction. So he didn't actually make it all the way in the house, 
But, uh, yeah, scared the heck out of us. Who I'd, could say that they've kicked a coyote? Oh, that's my awesome. Lord, man, that's uh, crazy right there. Uh, Mary, uh, Mario in Phoenix. All right, your story, go. Yeah, uh, scorpions. You know, I had a scorpion. went to light the stove, and there's a scorpion right on the stove. And then out of my warehouse, um, I had a two-foot rattlesnake. And, of course, we, we picked him up with the, you know, those stupid stick is what I call it. And I, I have a, a roadrunner in there as well. You know, he just kind of comes in and does his thing and then goes away. You but should the call the last snake, guy, just... and you guys could get the Roadrunner and the Coyote together, and we'd have a, we'd have a cartoon. Appreciate your call, my man. Uh, we got a jump here. Uh, Brian in Tempe, uh, what did you have in your house? Yo, similar to the uh, last caller, I had a scorpion, and the simultaneously, as I'm lifting up my foot and my head is up, I'm barefoot, oh. and almost when I go to put my foot down, it's right there. I'm like, what the... So I was like, oh, man, that wouldn't have been good. You didn't step and on it. I haven't it. seen it since. <laughs> no, you didn't step on it, though. <laughs> you, no, 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 no. no, no. And right. just so you know, Gato Sabinson, y'all the illest KTAR. I listen to y'all all the time. I love your insight. Y'all slick. Right, so much. Look, at we're slick. Get that. We're going to put that in a promo. I want to be slick. You are slick. That's not what I'm usually you're, called. I'm illest and you're slick, and that's all that matters. <laughs> uh, Mike and Waddell, uh, what was the critter that was living in your house that you didn't want there? Well, Trudeau was a giant, huge monster, <laughs> and it was so big, I didn't know what to do with it. We lost, so Mike. <laughs> All right, that's five spot. We put five of you on the spot about something everybody's talking about. J.J. Watt from the Cardinals. Rattlesnake in his bathroom. Freaked out. Went on Twitter. Put a video. Uh, called a guy. Came over. Said, that's not a rattlesnake. That's not going to hurt you at all. Picked it up with his bare hands. Walked right out the door. So we asked you the time you found a desert creature in your house. Whew. I love the coyote story. Who they don't come into my house because they know they're not leaving. <laughs> I've got something planned for you. Would you like to be my pet? <laughs> All right, coming up, uh, Ducey is building the wall with shipping containers. Well, all right. Plus the giveathon uh, for Phoenix Children's. Is that all what he's week. doing? Is he, is, he, is, he, is he luring them in there? And I then when know. he closes the door and he no. ships them off to New York? I don't think so. Okay. I don't think that's it. <laughs> coming up next. The Giveathon for Phoenix Children's is presented by your Valley Hyundai dealers and the Ok Chin Indian community. KTAR News 92.3 FM and the KTAR News app. Giveathon on the Gatos and Chad Show. Oh, absolutely. It is the Giveathon Phoenix Children's, and it's happening all week. So every hour, we're going to give you a story of hope. We're going to tell you about this hospital, and we're going to tell you why we think you should give to them. Absolutely. 602-933-4567. Now, before we do all that, how about a check presentation? How about that? It costs a lot of money to run this hospital. Billions of dollars a year. Yeah, yeah. One billion dollars a year, about two and a half million bucks a day or so. To run this hospital. And uh, remember, if you have the money, you don't have the money. They're not turning anybody away. Their whole thing is to make sure that your child and you get the best care possible. And it is amazing what they do. Here is a check presentation from our friends, AZ Kids Experience. All right, we are talking now with Pierre Demers, the founder of AZ Kids Experience, and Gaetan Gabor, who works in marketing for AZ Kids Experience. Thank you both so much for joining us. Oh, Thank we you appreciate so much. being here. Now, I know that uh, 
AZ Kids experience is a couple years into giving with the Phoenix Children's Give-A-Thon. But Pierre, just over the last several years with the different companies that you have, you've been involved with the Give-A-Thon for quite some time now. Correct. I've been doing it for six years going on seven. Okay. Sorry. We so appreciate that. And I know you have a personal connection to Phoenix Children's Hospital. Would you mind sharing? I do. Uh, my niece uh, had a stroke in the womb, and uh, she was basically born without a brain stem. The doctors gave her approximately three weeks to live, and she actually lived till nine and a half years old. Uh, but basically, her second home was Phoenix Children's. So that's pretty much what got me into it. Um, we started off by attending UTV events. I was by myself doing it, and I had other people ask me, you know, what my connection was. And we started talking about getting together and forming a nonprofit, and that's how AZ Kids came about. So I, I don't, I don't personally have a connection, so I don't have like a beautiful story to share. No, that's okay. But you understand the work that Phoenix Children's Hospital does, right? So I'm, I'm sure that you, you know, you've seen the impact up close and personal. Yeah, of course. I mean, I, I, I live right next to Phoenix Children's Hospital, so um, always reminded of all the great work that they do. And yeah, and a world class hospital right in our backyard. Mm -hmm. And I know you have a check to present. Would you mind sharing the amount that you'll be presenting? We do. Uh, this year, we have a check for forty five thousand to present, and we're wow. hoping that next year. Or this year, actually, uh, the event that we have coming up in October will present even more. I mean, each year we want to try to bring out more and more money for Phoenix Children's. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for your commitment to Phoenix Children's Hospital uh, this year and every year. Oh, we're, we love doing it. AZ Kids Experience. That is a grand. great, great, great number, Chad. I, I love like it. it. I like, like it. it. All right. Uh, it's about the people. And this is, well, it's another story. Uh, story time uh, presented by, a uh, story of hope presented by uh, Madame Holmes. And this is Jason. In September 2019, Jason, a student at Brophy College Preparatory, collapsed during basketball practice and was unresponsive. His mom, Dee, Dad, Chris, and Jason talked about that fateful day and what was to come in his Phoenix children's journey. This is Jason's story. Getting a call from the school when you see that pop up on your phone, uh, middle of the day or the afternoon, it always takes a pause. So my husband, he simultaneously was getting a phone call from the police officer that had hopped in the ambulance with Jason. But as we started driving down and discussing what was going on, we started to, I think, get a little bit more panicked. My husband went to park the car and I, I ran in. At that point, that instinct kicked in that something wasn't right. And that's when we found Jason, you know, getting treatment by multiple people. There were first responders standing over him, the emergency room staff. Due to the amount of people in the room, it was it instantly caught you as, wow, this is this is serious. It, it, it was it was frightening. But Chris and I knew to stay calm because we knew that he was in the right place and the experts were taking care of him. Jason had collapsed at practice, that they had gotten to the scene, that an AED had been administered. For that to be administered, we now know the heart must be stopped. Uh, I do remember just waking up in the hospital bed and I was confused. Uh, my mom mentioned to me that I actually thought I was in the hospital because of COVID. I didn't know what had happened to me. It's like my brain just completely forgot about everything that day. But the overall experience from the emergency room to the ICU 
it, it, it was absolutely incredible and exactly what you would want. And when we did get introduced to the Dr. Franklin, Dr. Velez duo, um, the A-team, we had no idea, again, being in it, that we had, you know, the MVPs of, of you know, the surgical and um, clinical team. You know, everything from them drawing us pictures, you know, asking, answering our questions as things were unfolding. They were so patient. Um, but that's the type of doctors and surgeons that we dealt with who, no matter how long their day was, was making sure we as patients were seen and heard. Um, and that was important. You know, we were scared once we started to get more information um, because of the unknowns of Jason's recovery. As the days turn into multiple days and move on, you know, Jason went in and he had a surgery approximately a week, a week later. So spending time at BCH around the clock and, and, and they do a really good job. They become your family because you, you don't leave and you're there nonstop. I can't be, have enough gratitude and be thankful enough to the folks that gave us care. The ICU director stayed. I checked in with her at night, you know, just walking to get a cup of coffee and said hello to her and said thank you for a staff. She knew that Jason was did well and he was checking out of the ICU after his open heart surgery. She smiled. She said, I'm so happy for you because not everyone gets the outcomes. Because we are, we're very fortunate. Jason has a very, very great, and we were very fortunate for his outcome. And and she was another person that just, her, it was so grateful for the staff and the standards that they maintained for themselves in that hospital. It, it was remarkable. Wow, what an incredible institution you'll find yourself in when you, if, if you receive care or ever need to attend PCH for any reason. There you have Jason's story. Miracles happen at this hospital. It costs a lot of money yeah. to take care of our children. And that is why we're here for the Giveathon Week for Phoenix Children's. How about a match? Yes! All right. How about a match? Let's get that, matchy matchy. Let's do it right now. The music you hear means there's a match. Uh, if you can call 602 933 4567, your money will be doubled thanks to Rosati's Pizza. I love that place. You can become a champion of hope, $20 per month, and not only will a bear be delivered in your name to a patient at Phoenix Children's on the train Teddy Bear Express, but you will also receive your choice of uh, a a free kid's pass to the Wildlife World Zoo or uh, a free polish and shine wash from Cobblestone Auto Spa. So the music, it means we're in a match. We're going to continue the match during the break. So 602-933-4567. It is Giveathon Week. Phoenix Children's, KTAR. Arizona's news station, KTAR News, 92.3 FM. The Gatos and Chad Show, afternoons. Hey, remember, we got a podcast, grab it. It's the Gatos and Chad Show podcast. Never miss any of the uh, exciting action. By the way, our podcast name is I Was Illin' and You Were Slick. Let's not forget that. <laughs> Brian said that. Uh, so grab the podcast, the Gatos and Chad Show, a.k.a. the Illin' and Slick Show. Brought to you by Carol Royce, Keller Williams Realty, East Valley. Get more money selling your home. Go to carolistabuyers.com, carolistabuyers.com. All right, uh, Becky Lynn, I'm ask you this question and chad i'm going to ask you this question okay so um i know that we're all you know i'm a st- proud stepdad 
Our kids are out of college in the real world. Becky Lynn, you, your two kids out in the real world. Yes, they are. Chad's got, My kids are out in the real world. No, Charlie's three, but she's doing well. <laughs> Chad's got kids in school. Just if you look back, what would you have done if your kid texted you, we're on lockdown, we're in our school here in the Valley, hey mom, hey dad, we're in a lockdown, they said there's a guy out there with a gun, what's the first thing you do? Do you leave and go and head towards the school? That happened to me. Let's hear they it. They absolutely texted. And I can, I'll tell you exactly when it was. There was a guy that the police were chasing in the vicinity of the school. He had led them on a chase. Oh. He was armed. Yeah. He had abandoned the car, and, and they were looking. And they locked the school down because it was somewhere in that vicinity. And, yeah, we heard about it. But, no, we didn't run up there. We just kind of waited to yeah. see what was going to happen. You know, kept listening and watching. And, Chad, I'm going to ask you the same thing. I just want to say, this happened in an elementary school in El Mirage last week where kids inside the school texted their parents, we've got, there's a shooter outside trying to get in, and parents came down, and a couple of them were unruly, they got tased, it was kind of a mess. What do you do, Chad, if... If that happens. Uh, you know, obviously, it's happened a couple times with Jack last year where they locked stuff down. But it was, you know, somebody fired uh, a shot or something happened uh, you know, a few miles away. They lock everything down. It, it, you know, but I think for me, it would, again, so much of this is Uvalde and what took place. I, I don't think I would rush super immediately because, first of all, I expect our police to do the things they're supposed to do. Secondly, by the time I get somewhere in an hour, an hour and a half, it, that first whatever insanity happens happens usually within the first 90 seconds. So yeah. me showing up there and, 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 you know, getting out of control would probably not help anybody. Uh, but it's. I get it. Yvaldi changed a lot for a lot of people, and they're worried that, hey, you're not on top of it. Yeah. You're not on top yeah. of it. So in the school at El Mirage, the gunman did not get into the school. Thank God. They certainly were trying to find him. But when the parents were allowed back in, well, excuse me, when the parents were told, hey, go to the library, you're here, go and see your kid, make sure your kid's okay. Something happened between the parents and the police. And I really don't know who started it or what happened. But, you know, you got a couple people tased. You got uh, one mom was tossed to the ground. When you look at some of the video, I don't know what these people are doing so close to the officers. That's disturbing. You would think that they would there would be some, you know, some 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 space in between. But they were all up on top of each yeah. other. And it just was it, it was chaotic. It was. And it was not uh, probably too much confusion. And, you know, I think the first thing that police and they, they need to do is take a look at, hey, in these things, not only do we have to worry about what's going on outside, we need to get people on the outside of us right. to make sure that we steer people in a certain direction. And you know where I had asked him to look? Disneyland. Man, I've been to Disneyland when a couple of things have happened, and they have it locked down on making sure that people are steered to the certain direction and that they can control a scene, which is usually not very good if it's happening at Disneyland. Yeah. But that's what they need because that caused chaos. People got tased. Yeah, it's the next thing that police are going to have to figure out. First, we got to go into the school and stop the gunman, but we also got to make sure that the parents don't try and get into the school and make the situation worse. The 5 o'clock KTA or news expansion next.